0: This is John Martinka and the Getting the Deal Done podcast series. My special guest today, and I'm very excited to hear what he has to say on sales, is Neville Dembo. Neville is based in Bellevue, Washington, although he has uh, clients obviously locally, but also regionally and nationally. He has a very interesting background and has gravitated to strategic sales and business development consulting to help small mid-sized businesses improve their sales department. And as I know from seeing thousands of companies over the years, sales is often ignored and companies are order takers more than anything else. So Neva, welcome.
1: Uh, Thank you, John. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Please uh, share your background. You have a very interesting background on how you got from what you were your education was in and initial experience to sales and business development.
1: Sure, so I was born and educated in South Africa. Uh, We have completed my postgraduate business degree and I was initially a chartered accountant um, and I worked for for a big accounting firm in South Africa. Um, Upon immigrating to the USA 25 uh, or so years ago, um, I worked uh, for Deloitte and Touche in both accounting and consulting. Um, I was then recruited to a media company in New York, where I transitioned to do strategic uh, strategic planning. Um, And since then, I've been working primarily in strategic planning and business development in uh, several emerging companies. I was a top performing business development executive for a large national consulting firm. And um, I've run sales and business development teams for companies in technology and professional service industries. And, you know, very comfortable working across across different industries.
0: Okay. So what do you see in the marketplace as, as far as uh, why would people use you, I guess would be the way to uh, summarize it?
1: You know, John, I think what you find in owner-operated companies and companies that, that are emerging is that they do not employ professional sales management. Sometimes that's a budget thing. Sometimes, you know, it's just situational. Um, The sales oversight is typically managed by the business owner, the CEO, who does not typically come from a sales background. They spend a large proportion of their time managing this function, which may not be the most efficient use of their time. Managing salespeople, it's an art and not a science, and if not done effectively, it leads to high levels of frustration from both management and the employees. So, you know, some of the things that, that, that we see when talking to these companies and looking at them is they don't have clearly defined sales goals that are written and communicated to the sales team. The sales incentives are not aligned with the company's strategic goals. Uh, the lack of infrastructure to manage and track sales and customers. Um, as such, an inordinate amount of time is spent tracking and managing this process. Uh, marketing and sales are not aligned very limited account planning processes. Um, Often also what you see if if they have a small sales team is that they'll promote top performers into sales management positions, which may not necessarily be the most effective solution.
0: I agree with that, Neville. I I just want to share. uh, I was never in sales my first couple jobs, and then I was, and the great salesperson made into a sales manager, they couldn't understand why Everyone else couldn't do it as well as they could. Right,
1: and and so that causes a lot of frustration um, on on several levels. In addition to that, manager being frustrated, sometimes they don't make as much money as they do as they used to, and that can create um, can create challenges. Being a, a having been both a sales a top performing salesperson and a sales manager, um, what I can say from my own experience is, you know, being understanding how the salesperson thinks is key to really understanding how best to manage them. Because there's some salespeople that, you know, need to be tightly managed and say, you know, how many calls did you make and, and what activity are you doing? And the others that are, you know, that all they need is a, is, is a pat on the back and, and how can I help you? How can we, we you, know, you know, make the most of, of what you're good at? And often what happens is that salespeople, sometimes depending on the infrastructure of the company, they get bogged down spending a lot of time doing administration, which is really not the best use of their time. So if you have systems and operations that are implemented around them, it makes the salesperson more efficient and the organization as a whole more efficient.
0: Okay. Really, really uh, interesting stuff. Uh, And tell me what, is a good size company for you to work with where you can really help, but whether it's by sales volume, number of employees, number of salespeople, combination.
1: You know, I think really it is any um any company that does not employ professional sales management. Uh, that could be, you know, they could have anywhere from one, typically those kind of companies will have anywhere from one to five salespeople. Um they typically manage by the by the owner or, not, or another executive. And so those folks uh, make a lot of sense. You know, if you're looking at potentially bringing in, sometimes what we'll do is we'll work on as a fractional uh, VP sales or outsource VP sales and, you know, spend, spend part of the week with those companies helping to manage those sales people and also putting in place, you know, sales plans and sales strategies and, and account management plans, et cetera. You know, talking about... Uh, really, the most important thing I think for a, for a company and for a sales organization is an effective sales strategy is an essential part to building a growing business. It's an essential part to any business, obviously, as any plan is. But a well thought out strategy lets you make the most, that makes, makes the best use of your resource and ensures a coordinated approach across the business. The strategy should be underpinned by clear objectives and a thorough understanding of your customers and the market. Um, The key issues include how best to sell and making sure that you have the right resources. And also, how do you manage the sales team? What incentives are in place? Are those incentives aligned with what your plans are? Because salespeople will, will do what is going to make them the most money. So if you have a particular objective, you need to make sure that your incentive plans are set up so that the salespeople are motivated to perform to meet those goals. Okay. So sorry, so I, I got a little bit of track, but getting back to the ideal company, so really it's, it's any company that is looking to uh, you know, be more efficient in the sales process. I also do do some work with emerging companies that are looking to develop and you know, figure out what their go-to-market strategy is.
0: So Neville, one of the things you and I talked about before was how the sales infrastructure and tying it to the numbers and the operations and, and all of that. Uh, expand on that a little bit for our listeners.
1: So, you know, again, coming, but coming back to some of the things we've discussed, um, it, it is critical that you have the ability to to track and manage what the salespeople are doing and understand what your sales pipeline is, what your conversion rates are, um, how many customers are being contacted. And in order to do that efficiently, I think it's really important that the company has a, you know, some level of customer relationship management system and today those are really accessible and and relatively cost-effective to be able to manage, plan, track, um, and also keep accurate records of what is transpiring with their clients. So being able to have sales dashboards that you can actually see what's going on, you can see what's in your sales pipeline, you can see which customers have been contacted, which customers haven't been contacted, makes the sales management a lot easier uh, on everybody. And it also the other thing that, that it provides is an ongoing record for those customers because what you'll sometimes see in these, in these companies is they've got a great salesperson who has all the knowledge of the company and the customers all in their head. And for whatever reason, they move on. Well, now it's a real challenge for that company to bring somebody else in to try and pick up where that person left off. So there's another real important system to have a sales infrastructure that is uh, sustainable, repeatable, and uh, the associated tools to be able to grow with that. The other thing that some of the CRM systems provide is it really provides a tie to uh, pull together your sales and your marketing activities. So one of the things I mentioned earlier on is that the sales activities are not aligned with the marketing activities. And
0: then often results in, you know, inefficient expenditure. Okay. And uh, you're, you've got a numbers background. Yes. So how do you use your numbers accounting background to uh, in the sales area, whether it's for margins or compensation? Uh, because a lot of salespeople, let's face it, they don't understand the numbers like you do.
1: So I think that that's a great point John. I think you know the underpinning of any good strategic strategic plan is to really understand what the drivers of the business are. And understanding what the margins and the numbers are and what it what it will take to grow that business in a profitable way. Right? So understanding what the business model is, where the margins are, which customers are, you know, provide the best margins, um, all of that information is extremely helpful in putting together a business model and a sales plan that ties to that business model so that the company can execute you know, to grow the business in an efficient and effective way. So like with anything else, the more you understand the core drivers of the business, the more you're able to put together a plan to focus on those core drivers. And also a, an important point, which I mentioned earlier, was aligning the sales incentive and what you know, modelling out what those sales uh, incentive plans look like to be able to ensure that that everybody is you know performing in their best interest. The salespeople are making you know as much money as they can, and in my mind, a good sales one of the, you know a good salesperson is money motivated because that's what typically is a big driver for a top salesperson. And so you need to make sure that they have the incentive to you know make as much money as possible because the more money they make, the more money you make. OK, so, you know, so, you know, coming back to that, I think in in short, it's by by really understanding the numbers and the business, um, I'm able to help on more than just a pure pure sales level, but also on, you know, just the general business uh, planning level.
0: Got it. That's a yeah, that's why I asked, because I, I think it is important. I've seen too many companies where, well, I had a client. Jeez, goes back 20 years ago and uh, they had their salespeople going into bonus situations and commission over their base before the company was making a profit on the sales up you know justified by the base and it was no one correct. understood it
1: correct um, and I have had definitely seen situations and and you know when I was uh, working as a one of the uh, top salespeople for a large national company, the first thing the top salespeople do when the compensation plan comes out is figure out what the loopholes are and how you can make the most money, right? So uh, that is important to understand, and you can do that by design, but if you, but it needs to be done in a thoughtful process because if you make a mistake with that and you don't think through some of those ramifications, you can you will land up in a situation where, you know. People are selling things which you are making no money on, or selling things which the company can't deliver on, which is even, you know, a worse scenario to get into, because then your reputation is is your reputation is everything. So, I think it comes back to having a well thought out sales strategy that ties to the planning to 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 the business plan of the organization. Now, you know, that also goes back to a single point is. You know, it does have to start with some business, a business plan for the organisation, and and the company having a clear strategy to where they want to go, right? So that that under underpins, uh, you know, having a a good sales strategy is having a good, you know, business strategy and plan, and then you can bring it all together and you can make informed decisions on how you spend your money on sales. Uh, which sales is an investment It takes time for when you hire a salesperson for that person to pay, you know, to, to generate a positive ROI. And also where, where and how you spend marketing dollars is also a critical component of, of that equation.
0: Neville, I got two more questions. And uh, if you have anything else you want to add, one is, uh, I think fairly simple. It's, do you do, training of salespeople, as well as strategy, management, planning?
1: So the short answer to that is yes. I, depending on the organization, I do provide training services, um, but I will also work uh, in conjunction with uh, other training companies who provide sales training, uh, depending on the circumstances. But as part of my services, I provide um Mentoring and coaching, which is a very important uh, piece uh, for any salesperson to have. Um, so, there's, so they certainly need to be trained, but a big piece of that is, you know, the, the mentoring and the uh, oversight and go-to-person for them to to help them just in their day-to-day um, growth, to help them with their day-to-day growth. Okay. So like everything else, it, you can be trained, but unless the training is implemented and you know, with some ongoing coaching and mentoring, it, uh, it loses some of its effectiveness.
0: Final question, and then you may have something else you wanna add. Give us a couple of examples, you know, one or two, uh, of some of the biggest mistakes you've seen uh, and, and things you've been able to correct.
1: You know, I think the going back to some of the things that the themes that we've discussed is the biggest mistakes that I've seen is companies not having really a well-defined clear sales strategy, um, which touches on a lot of the stuff that we've had. And having the infrastructure to be able to support that strategy Really, it comes down to I think what you've seen from a lot of businesses, and you know, I know it sounds like common sense, but having a well thought-out plan that has action items, that has goals, um, that has deadlines that you can execute against and you can measure, is you know the difference between being haphazard and being intentional. So that is definitely. Uh, At a high level, some of the uh, where we're in a very short period of time, you can have you can make a significant impact to the organization. Um, And really salespeople really look for that. They want to have goals. They want to have defined objectives um, and they want to be able to be measured accordingly. Because if you've got those goals set, they have a goal and you can incentivize them to to do what you need them to do.
0: So are you saying the perhaps the biggest uh, uh, mistake or uh, area of concern in a company's sales department is more on the planning and strategy than the people side or is it equal?
1: Well, I think it's, I mean, I think you have to have both, right? You absolutely have to have the people in place. But once you've got the people in place, you've got to to be able to direct and manage them. So, you know, it's somewhat of a chicken and an egg. You know, if you don't have, you can certainly hire somebody and say, you know, I'm going to hire somebody who's got experience selling whatever product it is. um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's going to be able to sell your product right? I think one of the, you know, that that leads to an interesting point. I think one of the other biggest um, areas where companies can improve is by really having well thought out uh, market differentiators, really understanding what their product is and the the, the differentiators and what the competitive landscape is, I think is also critical. Um, Not providing the salespeople with adequate sales tools, sales tools being everything from, you know, marketing materials, talking points, uh, ways to overcome objections, questions to ask, all of those things become critical in the salesperson being effective.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much, Neville. if you have any other final comments, please share them. And also uh, tell us what's the best way to find out more about you, which would be your website, I'm sure, and how to how to contact you.
1: Sure. The website is solidify solutions.com. Uh, the best way to reach me would be um, via email, and that is uh, solidify solutions at dot com or uh, I can be reached at two zero six eight five zero four zero eight six and I welcome any conversations uh, with anybody you know just uh, talking is free and um, you know I would love to learn about any any anybody's business and some of the challenges they're having and see if uh, there's a way that I can help them become more efficient in their sales process
0: very good Again, this is John Martinka with Getting the Deal Done podcast. Neville Dembo is my guest today, and you just heard how to contact him. And Neville, I thank you for being here.
1: John, thank you so much.